So today, I'm going to carry on a bit, and I say you will get tired of me talking to you about Christianity and uh, mindset and all this. Because I realize that at the, end of this, at the end of this year, everybody must testify that something has happened. Yeah. Hallelujah. But I came to understand that nothing will happen until you understand something. Hallelujah. This thing called Christianity that you joined. What is Christianity? If you don't understand what you have joined, you will not know how to function. A man that does not understand himself cannot be successful. Hallelujah. When you go to a mental hospital and you see people there, their body is strong, but up here there is a problem. People in mental hospital, it's not about their lungs, it's not about their hearts. It's about something that has gone wrong in the brain. So when you see them, they are strong. But yet they cannot be loose to function in society. Hallelujah. So if you don't have the ability to control yourself, you are an outcast. They put you somewhere. It's so sad that you see people, they strip them of everything. And they put them in a room sometimes, they tie them to the bed. And you ask, why are they doing that? They say, even if it gets... A needle, he, could, he will commit suicide. Anything he gets, he will kill himself. So he's a danger to himself. Have you, have you heard of cases like that? Where people become a danger to themselves and they have to isolate them and look after them. Now, the, the problem I'm getting to is that for you to function well, you need understanding. You need to function well up here. Hallelujah. Now, Christianity. You joined Christianity. You got saved. And when you got saved, people taught you how to behave in the kingdom. You read your Bible. Hallelujah. And uh, when you were reading the Bible, you got a message. So you are a Christian. But what is Christianity? What is Christianity? We always tell you, let me tell you what Christianity is not. Before I tell you what is Christianity. Hallelujah. Christianity is not trying to follow God. Can I say it again? Christianity is not to try and follow Christ. That's not Christianity. That is called religion. Try to follow something is a pattern of religion. Christianity is not to try to serve God. That also bondage. Hallelujah. Christianity is not to belong to a fellowship. Hallelujah. Christianity is not to have good habits or morals. That's not Christianity. Hallelujah. Can I go on? Christianity 
is not to stand and clap and say, we worship you, God. That's not Christianity either. Many of the things that we think is Christianity is not Christianity. It's men trying to set themselves to please God. That's why many people in the church are depressed over their Christian lives. That's why many people in the church want to give up. You know, if you try something that is not working, what is the use of trying it? Some people feel like Christianity does not work for me. Honestly, who has ever felt in his life that this thing is not working for me? You see? The reason why you felt like that is because you didn't understand what you were in for. Because when you don't understand, you are just putting demand on yourselves, on yourself, and when those demands are not met, you get discouraged. And, and, and the pulpits are not helping us. Because every Sunday, the pulpits are trying to tell us what to do to be a good Christian. The pulpits are telling us to pray more. They are telling us uh, to try to walk in purity. They are telling us to do one, two, three in order to acquire what God wants for us. And when we set all these rules and we do all these things and it's said and done, it does not work, we don't have an answer anymore. Hallelujah. I, I met a dear woman that came to me and she said, I am broke. I said, what happened to you? She said, I belong to a church. And uh, they told me that if I tithe, God will see all my way through. I have been tithing. And the more I tithe, the more broke I become. Say, what is that? I say again, and your life with Christ, are you walking sanctification? Yes, sir. Are you praying? Yes, sir. Are you reading your Bible? Yes, sir. She said, what else? I say, go ask your pastor. You are not bringing your tithe to me. <laughs> so are all these things people teaching wrong? Not. But when you miss the foundation and you teach those things, then you are putting people under bondage. Hallelujah. Because people are doing something without understanding why they are doing it. And the expectation is wrong. Because when you don't teach them right, the giving becomes a bribing. The giving does not, is not a participation anymore. It's a bribing. Because if I do this, God will do that. So it's, I do my part so that God can do his part. And when we do our part and God does not do his part, we think God is a failure. Help me, Lord. Somebody say, help me. 
So I'm going to tell you what Christianity is. You know it, but I'm just going to repeat it. Christianity is the life of God imparted in those who have come to believe in Christ. Simple. Christianity is the life of God imparted in those who have come to believe in Christ. So Christianity is God's life in us. You are quiet. I say Christianity is the life of God in us. Hallelujah. Say, I've got the life of God in me. This is big. Yes. This is big because once you understand what it is, then you will be able to function well. Look, I gave you a scripture. I'm going to give you the same scriptures again. Those who are taking notes, you will see this scripture in all your notes. 1 John 5, 11. Let's read it. 1 John 5, 11. Put it there so that we can see what the apostle Paul. He said, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So the same life in his son is given to us. So if God's life is in, is in you, you are not trying to be a Christian. A car that tries to be a car is confused. Or a human being that does everything to be a human being is confused. When you wake up in the morning, do you have any worries that this day I want to just be a human being? <laughs> do you have that? You function out of your nature. Christianity is God's nature in men. Hallelujah. John chapter number 10 verse 10 says, I have come so that my sheep may have what? Zoe, life. And life. So the reason why Jesus came was for us to have the life of God in us. And once you have a life of God in you, the Bible says, for whoever, John 3, 16, for whoever believes in him shall not perish, but you will have everlasting. So once you have accepted Christ, you are not perishing anymore. Because the life of God cannot go to hell. If you reject that life, yes. But if you live according to the life in you, there is no way you can fear hell. Hallelujah. So that, that Christianity, if you don't understand that, you will struggle. Hallelujah. John chapter number 5 verse 24. John 5 24. Put it there. Oh Lord, help us. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him 
who sent me has eternal life. And he shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. But Christianity. If you don't understand that, you will struggle. Christians don't try to pray for people to get healed. They heal them. He said, go heal the sick. He never said, go try to heal them. When you function from that position, you are becoming a doer of a word. Hallelujah. So Christianity is not a struggle. Christianity is a release of a life within, out. Once you know that the life of God is in you. Listen, I follow a program. I don't know if it's true or false, but I did follow it. And the people that have heart transplants. There was a lady that got a heart transplant from an officer. And that officer liked woodwork. And when they did the heart transplant, she got the heart and she recovered. Suddenly, she didn't learn to do woodwork. She started to do woodwork. And a sense of protection, protect, uh, protective instant, instant became great. So we were wondering what happened to her. And then they realized she got the heart of the officer. And she started to naturally do the thing that the officer was doing. So she was not trying to be the officer. She was doing naturally because she has the heart of the officer. So you are not trying to please God. You naturally... Because it is life in you that is released outside. So stop your trying. When you pray, you are not trying. You are praying because that's your nature. That's why for those who know me, when there is situation, people call, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. I don't pray. I don't do those prayers. When people are excited, let's pray now, let's pray now. I don't pray. Because people think it's the prayer that will quench the situation. But we say without faith, it's impossible to please God. We are not functioning from a place of fear. We are functioning from a place of life and confidence in the Lord. Do you get me this morning? That's why Elisha can, could say to the men of Syria, if you encounter me, you are healed. He said, today you will know there is a prophet in Israel. That was not pride. That was confidence in what God has put inside of him. But when you, are, when you don't have that, when they say, pray, you think, you, if it fails, because it's all about you. Hallelujah. Now, a person with a life of God is a creation different from a human being. Amen. I say is a creation different from a human being. Can I have an announcement for you? You're not a human being. You look like a human being. Ah, but you are not one. Human beings are subject to everything. Oh, my Lord, help us. 
If you can get what I'm telling you, it will change your life. Because human beings don't know what is going to happen. They stumble into everything. A new creation is a man in Christ. Now, when you have the life of God in you, because the life of God is a life in his son, and he has transferred that life to you, you are like Christ. A Christ-like. That's why they call you Christians. Christian means somebody like Christ. Yes. The word was spoken first at Antioch. When Jesus rose from the dead and went to be with his father, the Bible says that people that were following him were called the first time Christian at Antioch. Why? Because they, they were, it was kind of laughing at them. Christian means little Christ's. The word Christian means little Christ. So Christian means Christ-like. Somebody that is like Christ. Hallelujah. So when you say, I'm a Christian, you are saying, I'm a Christ-like. That's why John chapter number 1 verse 12 tells you, if you believe in you, it gives you the power to become Christ-like. He said to become children of God, reproduction. The word children is taken on, reproduction of God. So when you are, are Christ-like, Hey. You know, Jesus came in a body of a human. But inside was divinity. Jesus walked this earth with a body like ours. That's why he could be hungry. He had all the functionalities of a body. He could be hungry, he could be tired. But inside it was divinity. So when we say you are Christ-like, it means that you are in a body, but inside you are divinity. Inside of you is divinity. Look, I told to the teachers on Friday that Jesus was not in heaven. There was no Jesus in heaven. They look me the same way you are looking at me. There was no Jesus in heaven. God was in heaven, there was no Jesus. Hallelujah. The Godhead was in heaven. And in the Godhead, there was no Jesus. Jesus was a name that was given to him when he came, when, when, when he came into a body here on earth. But in heaven, there was what we call the words. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. There was no Jesus. Hallelujah. So when he came here, when the word came, and listen, in heaven also there was no word walking around. He said, here goes the word. No, the word is, no, it was not like that. It was not like that. It was never like that. Hallelujah. I said, say it was never like that. Huh. You know, I, I like to use Yanni. Come. Okay. Say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Okay. What did you hear? What was that hello? Where did that word come from? 
Is right word different from Yani? So the word of God was God. In the same way that this Elo that went was Yani. The Elo you heard there was not his body. It was a Yani inside of a body that just said Elo. So that's why they say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word, the word of God and God are one. So when God want to bring, want to come to earth, his word came. And that word came into a body and that body covered the word. So the body that Jesus had, this body that Jesus had is not the same body Jesus went to heaven with. Because when he rose from the dead, even Mary couldn't recognize him. I mean, it was not amnesia. Mary was one of the closest persons to Jesus. When Jesus rose from the dead, she said to Jesus, where did you put his body? So, how was Jesus looking like for Mary to say, where have you put his body? It means that when Jesus rose from the dead, life swallowed up the mortal body. So the body that Jesus rose with was called life. So when he was standing in the garden there, it was life standing from inside outside. So when we went to heaven, it was life going to heaven. That's why when he rose from the dead, he was not a ghost. When they thought he was a ghost, he said, you have bread here. He ate. He said, a ghost does not eat. Didn't he say that? He said, a goat, he said to Thomas, touch me. He put his finger in his hand. He said, a goat does not have this. I do. But can I shock you? The same Jesus that said, I'm not a ghost, didn't need the door to come in. He said, I have a body you can touch. But that body go through the walls. The same body that could eat could now go through the walls. So it means the body that Jesus had was not an earthly body anymore. He was carrying a heavenly body, a life body that has the ability to function like a ghost even when he's not a ghost. He became fully spirits. Not limited by body anymore. But yet, we call him a spirit body. Yet that spirit has a body that is different from our bodies. Now, there's only difference between you and the men that resurrected now is just your body. But the inside is the same. Go see it. The inside is the same. I will, I, will, I will show you why the inside is the same. Let's read scriptures. Hallelujah. Romans chapter number 8, verse 29 to 30. Romans 8. 29 to 30. Let's read it. Okay. He said, For whom in for new, he also predestined or timed, or whatever you say it, to be conformed to the image of his son, to be conformed to what? Ha! To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So Jesus was the firstborn among many 
Brethren, when you are born into the same family, you carry the same DNA. If I test your DNA and your DNA is different from your parents, there is a problem. Come on now. Come on now. If I test you today and they found out that your DNA has nothing to do with your father or your mother, your first question is, where am I from? Because there is something that is not matching with the parent. But the Bible says we are brothers with Jesus. So if the life in us is not the same as the life in Jesus, there is a problem. There's a problem. It means we are not from, we, we were maybe adopted, but we are not from that family. But now we go further than adoption. We are brothers. Hallelujah. Now you have a life of God in you. That Christianity. You are, you are, you are brother or sister of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now when you understand that, now we ask ourselves, now how do a Christian function? Now a Christian functions like God. Come on. It's quiet. I say a Christian functions like God. Why? Because divinity is in him. If I ask you, how does a human being function? You will say it functions like a human being. Is it going to shock you if a human being functions like a human being? Because it proceeds from a human being. Now, when you were born again, you were proceeding from God, not, not your earthly parents anymore. Because the Bible says you are not born out of a will of a father or a mother, but you are born out of a will of God. So you are born into God. Now, how does God function? First thing, God does not put things together to create. God speaks to create. So a Christian does not struggle to do something. He speaks it into being. But he's not just speaking. It comes out of nature. The reason why many Christians are speaking and it does not happen, you know why? It's because they speak out of head knowledge. They are not speaking out of nature. They say, no, I heard. You must speak positive. So I'm speaking. No, it does not work. Jesus was not speaking to impress. He was speaking because that's who he was. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, he told them, Mark 11, 23. He said, surely I tell you. They were marveling because he cursed a fig tree and the tree tree was dry. And then they were marveling. They say, the fig tree which we curse have dried up. He said, have faith or have the faith of God. Surely I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and you don't doubt, not doubt God, he said, doubt what you say. So he never told them, if you don't doubt God, he said, if you don't doubt, but believe that what you say shall happen, you shall have it. So, so the faith is not based on maybe, first of all, your faith is rooted in God. And out of that, you speak. But now when you speak, your faith is not just because you are rooted. Your faith is in the word that you say. Why? Because the word proceeds from divinity. 
He was telling me, but he, 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 was, he, was, he was like surprised. Why are, you, why, are you why are you marveling? If you have faith, you can say, and it shall be done. So the, new, the, divin, the, the Christian is a speaker. Christians should speak. I said Christians should speak. Somebody met me, and he said, and, and I'm going to throw it in there, and uh, some people can take it out of context. He told me that, they said, if I'm not vaccinated, I'll lose my job. I said, the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof. Who is who to tell that to you? I said, vaccination is out of free will. Vaccination, it should never be that they force you to put a needle under your skin. A Christian, a Christian lives like that. If you want, you do it. There's no struggle. But if you decided not, there's no one on earth. Don't check what I'm saying. I'm a free man in a free country. I throw water on some of you here. Cold water. Because you don't understand that a Christian is somebody that speaks things into being. I told you clearly, it should be out of free will. Everything on earth should be out of free. Even salvation is not compulsory. I say salvation is not compulsory. Why every else, why something can be compulsory? Why salvation is a free gift? That's why when I hear people, God say, if I don't marry this one, you will kill me. I say, which God told you that? <laughs> if to get saved, it does not put pressure on you. Why would it put pressure for a marriage? Because marriage does not take you to heaven. Quiet. Everything that is compulsory is out of the kingdom. You must understand that. Everything that is compulsory is not kingdom of God anymore. The kingdom of God is something that we do out of choice. And the pattern should be here. Like I said, anything that you want to do, make sure that it's out of your relationship with God. Not out of compulsory. You do it freely and you don't have to explain to anyone. Because some people also will come and try to make you feel like if you have a devil, if you do something. Stop it. Each, each one has a relationship with God. And they move out of that relationship. Hallelujah. I want to say this. I want to say this. Stop going around and blaming people for doing something or for not doing it. Hallelujah. Stop going around and blaming people because you don't have a full truth. You think you are, but you don't. Because some of you, your information is just from internet. Because God has said nothing to you except for the YouTube that you are listening to. The holy YouTubes. Not the holy ghost, the holy YouTubes. Passing YouTube from one person to... Have you heard this one? No, this one you should hear. This one, hear what? Be busy with the word of God. 
I said, be busy with the word of God. Send me scriptures. Stop sending me somebody hiding in his room and saying stuff. And, and by the way, they are all professionals. All of them are professionals. Okay, it was just... <laughs> the life of God is a different life than what we are living. We mix with everything, so we are contaminated. The life of God is a life that separates you to the mass and the group. The life of God is the one that puts you above the other lives. Be, be, treasure what you have. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. He speaks things into being. That's why Proverbs 18, 21 said, Life and death are over the power of a tongue, and those who love it shall eat its fruit. He said, life and death. But let me tell you something. Jesus, Jesus, there's something beautiful about the tongue. The tongue of man is a tree. Hallelujah. Two trees found themselves in the tongue of men. The tree of life and the tree of death. Now, those trees, first of all, were spotted in the Garden of Eden. The tree of life and the tree of death. Because knowledge and good and evil, God said, if you eat, you shall die. So call it the tree of? And, 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 and the other one was the tree of? And what did Proverbs 18.21 says? Life and death are over the power of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat their food. So you can choose which tree are you going to eat from. Stop blaming Adam. Because the two trees have been planted in your mouth. And then every day you are eating from the tree of death and you are, you are surprised why you are so sick. Because your tongue can make you sick. I told the lady you can get married and your tongue can take you out of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So the tongue, listen, Proverbs 15, Proverbs 15, 4 says, uh, it says, a kind word is a tree of life. Proverbs 15, 4. A, a word, a good word is a tree of life. So if you want to eat from the tree of life, what do you say? You say the word of God. Once you are saying the word of God, you are eating from the tree of life. So if you be, Jesus said, God said to them, he said, let cast them out of the garden, Otherwise, they will eat of a tree of life and not die. So the answer to death is in the tongue. The scripture says, I shall not die, but live and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land. Of the tongue is saying, I shall not die. The tongue is saying, I shall not die. There are some tongues that say, I will surely die, and they surely die. There are some tongues that say, I think it's cancer. There are some tongues that say, there is nothing wrong with me. There are some tongues that say, I think I have high blood pressure. There are some tongues that say, it says just a time, I'm going to rest and I'm fine. Now, you will eat from the fruit of your tongue. Say, I speak things into being. 
if you, if you function like that, no one can stop you ever, 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 ever again in your life. Ever. 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 And you know what? This cheap thing that we have taught people, and they are just speaking positive, 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 because they don't understand you must speak out of nature. So they are trying to speak positive. Yes. Yes. You know, the Lord told me something. I was surprised. You know, in Bible school, they told me something. They said, if you want to change your thoughts, change your words. So as you speak, it will change your thoughts. Hallelujah. But then, I have a problem with that now. Give me a bottle of water. Thank you. Is it full? This one is full. It's not full. Okay, it's not full. It's fine. Okay. Uh, she does not have COVID, so you can drink your water. After. That one I assure you. Now, there's water into this. Huh? And I'm trying to fill this cup. Amen? I'm trying to fill it. Then I don't take the lid out and I pour water. Am I going to fill it? No. So, the word cannot change by just saying it. Something needs to happen first. What you need to do is to open the lid. When you open that lid, you can pour it in. So, the first thing for you to change your mind is to understand who you are. It's not your speech that will change it, it's your understanding. That's why, that's why people speak, 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 and after a month, they are discouraged. Because after much speaking, nothing changes. Because what happened is that their understanding has not shifted. You understand? So when you understand shift like I'm doing this morning, and you know that the life of God is in you, now when you speak, it will change your mind. But if you don't understand that, and you think by speaking, my mind will change, your mind will resist your speech, because your mind knows you are speaking out of ignorance. So you need to know first who you are. Then you speak it, and then it changes stuff. Hallelujah. Oh, I want, to, I want to end with this. I don't know how long I've gone. We have some stuff here, but I won't be able to say them. A new creation is seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people know that scripture? The book of Ephesians. Ephesians. How many people know it? Ephesians 2 6. Put it there and let's read. Then I'm going to conclude. Ephesians 2 6. Are you blessed? Yes. He said, And raise us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in. Do you feel like you are sitting in heavenly places? You believe so. But the revelation here. It's so amazing when the Lord broke it open for me. Do you understand that the natural is controlled by the spiritual? Not the other way around. He said the natural first and the spirit. But what controls this natural is the spiritual. That's why God is spirit. So God is the one that is in charge. He's the spirit. And the Bible says you are seated 
in heavenly places. And heavenly places is a spirit realm. Amen? So what God is saying, you are controlling the natural. That's what he's just trying to tell you. When he say you are seated in heavenly places, he's saying that you are the one controlling what is going on in the natural. Because you are sitting in a dimension that controls the natural. You see people say, where I'm sitting, I can tell you this. Amen? So sitting is not necessarily physical. Sitting also is a position of understanding. They say, where I sit from. Hallelujah. It means what I understand. That's what they try to mean. What I understand. Out of what I understand, I can tell you this. So God said you are seated in heavenly places. It means that you are seated in a place that controls what is happening. So if you are seated there, why are you worried about what is happening here while you have the power to overturn it? He said you shall decree a thing and it shall come to... You decree from where you are seated. You are not decreeing out of situation. You are decreeing from position. You know why Jesus could rebuke the wind? Because he was not facing the wind. He was above the wind. You cannot overcome something that you are struggling with. Ha! So when something is happening in your life, know where you are seated. I'm seated in heavenly places. And that's where decisions are made. So when you sit from there, something is happening, you speak what you see before speaking. Jesus said, I do nothing unless I see the Father doing it. It's a misunderstanding thing that the every day Jesus is looking into heaven to see what the Father is doing. No, he does not do that. He was not doing that and he will never do that. Why? Because he said the Father is in me. So what, when he was moving, naturally he knew it was the Father doing it. Because who was in him was controlling what he was doing. So if Christ in, is in us, who should control what we are doing? Who, who is controlling what we are saying? Christ in us. So we are not speaking out of ignorance. So when people have problems, you talk like Jackie. You say, you come to me, you will get your license. No, that's simple. That's simple. Some of you are shy. If he fails, I don't know what we're going to say. No. A thousand times no. Then you don't know who you are. The Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is power. We sang here, uh, shine your lights. We sang a song like that. And while we are singing, the Holy Ghost starts to minister to me. Hmm. No, not the last one. We sang a song that says, Shine, Jesus, shine. Shine. Eh? You shine for all the world to see. And the Holy Ghost told me, He's not shining. Yes. Take John chapter number 9, verse 5. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with so Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to shift your mind. From one understanding to another one. You know, all understanding are good, but they are levels. John chapter number 9, verse 5. He said, one, two, three. He said, as long as I'm here, I am. 
He didn't say, I will be. He said, I am. But as long as I am here, huh? take Matthew chapter number 5, verse 14. I'm trying to teach you something. Yes, Matthew 5, 14. Yes. So who must shine? We are calling him to come and shine. He said, you shine. So that, that, that religion, that's what religion does to us. Jesus, come shine. Jesus, come shine. And Jesus said, you shine. And we sing it with passion. Come, Jesus, shoot. And when we go say, wow, it was good. We ask Jesus to shine so that the world can see. But he has said to you, you go and shine. Because I am in you. So when you go, I will shine through you. Now while we were singing, the Holy Ghost was ministering to me. He said, listen to this. And we were playing. And wait, 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 we are doing it. <laughs> we are doing it. Drum, everything. <laughs> it's a failure to ask Jesus to do what he has asked us to do. It's all in your Bible. Look at what the Apostle Paul says. Galatians chapter number 2 verse 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. And if I live, it's no longer me living. It's Christ living in me. The life I live now, I live it in the Son of God that loved me and died for me. So it means that me and Christ, we have become one. So what Christ should do, that's what I do. Say, I will shine. Say, I will shine. Say, I will shine. Because the life of God is in me. Say, from today on, the chaos around me has an answer. It is in me. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? That's the mentality of a born again Christian. That's what Christianity is all about. That's what Christianity is all about. You should understand one thing. That the disciple says many things. Everything they said was inspired by God. But they didn't understand everything they were saying. They, themselves, they didn't understand everything. So, sometimes, sometimes their speech, their speech is out of tradition. Yes, sometimes their speech were out of tradition. I'll show you one of their speech. In the book of Acts chapter number 15, when they got saved and the Gentiles were persecuted and people were saying the Gentiles, if they don't do this, 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 if they don't follow the law, the Judaism, then they are not saved. They have to have a council to decide what must we say here. And then they say the Holy Ghost and us have agreed together. And it seemed good to us and the, to the Holy Ghost and to us not to lay further burden on you except who told them they accept. No, you must, you must know when you read. 
What? They say, we and the Holy Ghost. So they accept come from them. They accept you shouldn't eat an animal that is strangled and stuff. These are from them. What does strangled animal do in it? Then we in Africa, we are not born again. Because our trap, we trap them to strangle them, to eat them. <laughs> if you go, if you go, I was in a farm, we were putting tra- trap. And when those things come, they would use the neck, strangle it. When we go in the morning, it's dead. We eat it still. Then there is no Christianity in Africa where I come from. That was not what God said. That was the disciples saying it. What God says that we don't put burden on you. Stop there. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We eat those meat in Africa. Aye. You will eat them. It's not everything we slaughter. Some of them we, we strangle. Excuse me if you shock your culture, but who told you that a culture is better than another one? Yes. Yeah, she said, you, you shoot. We, we don't shoot, we just train. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God has come so that you may have life and life more abundant. So from today, when you come out of this church and something is happening, speak out of your nature. Hallelujah. Speak out of your nature. Speak out of your nature. I pray for somebody and say, I still feel the pain. I say, it's impossible. No, I still feel, I say, it is impossible. No, but the pain, I say, it is impossible. He say, why? Because I prayed for you. And when I pray for you, you are healed. So, you feel pain or not, that's not my problem anymore. <laughs> by the moment I prayed for you, as far as I am concerned, you are healed. Now you do with what you want to do with that. But for me, you are healed. And if you can believe what I'm saying to you, the pain will align to what I say and the pain will leave. But if you believe the pain more than what I say, you will keep your pain. So that's why I say it's impossible. Amen. Amen. I say amen. amen. They're going to fire me. What God gave me this job. Who are you? Who are you? You are going to be fired. I told you a couple of years ago, my friend phoned me and he said, my boss, he's giving me a tough time. And I said, okay, let's give him a chance. Because if he's not changing, we're going to transfer him. And uh, the guy is still alive. Eh? It's because we are alive, I don't want to say names. Then I, we phone three weeks later. He said, yo, he's still the same. I said, okay, Lord, this guy is a father. He's a father, so we don't want to get him out of job. Give him another job. A week later, he phoned me. He said, my boss resigned. He said, he got another job. I said, he's gone. <laughs> Where the word of a king is, the Christians should stop being afraid. Jesus said, fear not, for I am with you. He said, I am. Jesus said, I shall be with you. If God is for me, who can be against me? Who is who to say what? I'm going to lose my job. When you do that, you lose your job. 
They need you more than you need them. Because the day you exit from that place, it can collapse. But as long as you are there, it holds on. Yes. Yeah. So they don't know they need you more than you need them. So if you don't come to that understanding, you will think you need them while they need you. When you stop functioning in fear, things will align for you. I said do not fear. I said do not fear. Do not fear. That's it. That's it. I said that's it. That's it. It's finished. It is all over. And now you know you function from divinity. And God is never afraid. Jesus said, they said, those who counted, I never counted, but I said, one day when I count it, I'll tell you if it's true or false. They said that he said, it's said in the Bible 365 times, do not fear. We all say that. Who has counted it ever? You see, that's the problem of us. We said, Elisha did double the miracles of Elijah. Who counted it? A preacher stood up and said, and then we are all saying it. Be curious. Go and check for yourself. Even everything I preach here, go and check for yourself. Hallelujah. But I can tell you, it works for me. That works for me. It works for me. You are sitting here out of speech. Yes, yes. You are sitting here out of speech. Mm-hmm. Yes, I come and speak. When you are not here, I speak. Yes, 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 yes. If God gives you a message, then he has given you people to listen to it. And if you are given people, then he will confirm it. So why would he give me a message and there's no one? So I said, God, if you gave me a message, you will bring the people. You come out of declaration. And I say to you today, in your life, doesn't matter what is lacking, it can be created. Amen. Christians are not people that are trying to get. You are not speaking to get. You are speaking because you know you have. You are not declaring to be healed. You declare because you are healed. No, Christianity is not we trying to do. We do because we are. Christians don't try to get a job. They collect jobs. Yes. Because it belongs to them. Yes. If you don't know that, go and read, read Hebrews. There is a will that was written long ago about you. And the book of Hebrews says, as long as the writer of a will is alive, the will is not in force. But when he dies, the will comes to full force. And Jesus wrote the will, or God wrote the will, and the will couldn't be accessed unless he dies. So he came and died so that the will, the testament may be available to you. So what I'm telling you, it's written in the testament of your life. God has written it long ago that you are blessed. It's your portion. It's not something you are trying to get. It's yours already. You just need to collect it. I said you just need to collect it. Boy, I got it. Say, I have it. It's mine. In the name of Jesus, I have it. It's mine. You are not trying to get joy. It is yours. 
You are not trying uh, to be kind. It is yours. It's the fruit of the spirit. It's part of your inheritance. You're not trying to get. You have. When you try to get, you become depressed. But when it's yours, you are not depressed. Huh? Do you get depressed every time you put your car on and try to get the car? No. By the time it left the garage and came into your garage, something happened. It's already yours. So now you enjoy it. Everything that you ever look for is already yours. You just need to stand up and enjoy it. Stop trying and receive. Say, in the name of Jesus. I receive life because I have it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace because I have it. I am blessed. I am blessed. Everything I look for, it's already given to me. And I enjoy it. In the name of Jesus. Can you give a big hand to our Lord? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you do that, you have less religion. Today, religion is dead. It's dead in your life. You are not the one that says, I think I must pray at midnight as if God is at midnight. I, I love midnight prayers. Don't get me wrong. I love it. You understand? But that we can't put people under bondage because we have different functionalities in the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost can ask you to pray at a different time. God is not a God of night. He's a God of day. So, so I want to tell you that the burden that we preachers have put on you, throw them off. Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That all matters. I say have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Because he's the one that will tell you to pray at certain hour. But when he tells you also, do it. Don't say, no, I'm free. So, no. Then you are not, then you don't understand what I'm saying. Because the life of God compels you to do what he says you should do. Because it's a driving force inside of you that compels you to do what the Holy Spirit says. If you have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, you are, you are full. Now I want to make an altar call. If you are not saved, and today you want to give your life to Jesus, and step into the story with Jesus, and say, Lord, today I want to be a new creation. Would you please lift up your hands and say, I'm ready now. I am ready. Please lift up your hand from where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, there are people. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You lift up your two hands. That is amazing. Stand up, my friend. Come, 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 come in front. Let's pray for you. Come, everybody that said today is my day. I want you to all come in front. You say, I didn't understand this Christianity. But today, I say, Jesus, it will be my life. Come and let Jesus be your life today. Maybe you've been in the church for a long time, but you don't even understand what you are in for. That's why you are frustrated. And today you say, I'm making now a commitment with understanding. I know that today the life of God is coming in me and no one will be able to stop me. There's no devil in hell that can stop who God wants to do, what God wants to do in your life. So please stand up from where you are. Stand up from where you are and come. Give your hands, have a come. Come, give your hands to our Lord Jesus. Please come, come. You know, tradition has robbed us. Tradition has robbed us. I hear people say, we were born into the church. What a lie from Satan. You were only born again into a church, not born from your parents in the church. You cannot tell me, I was born in a Christian family. What is a Christian family? So you may be seated here, sitting here, and for a long time you think you are born again because you were born in a Christian family and they told you Jesus loves me. That's all you know. 
stand up and say, today, I'm making a commitment out of understanding. Jesus is Lord. And today, I'm receiving his life. Please stand. I know there are people sitting there and struggling. Please stand. And I want the worship team to come to help me. Please stand. If you are still part of those who want to give their life to Christ, I'm waiting for you that you may stand up and come and give your life to Jesus and say, Jesus is my life. His life is in me. Hallelujah. 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 So we're going to pray with you. Congratulations, brothers and sisters. Today, the life of God is coming in you. And it will, it will give you a new meaning to life. When struggle, when struggle comes, it will tell you how to handle it now. We are in this world. So in this world, we'll go through trouble. But Jesus said, I have overcome. And he is in you. The overcomer is in you. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. Would you please lift up your hand and repeat after me? Say, dear Lord Jesus, today, I come to you. Forgive my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. I confess today that you are the Lord of my life. Let your life come in me. Give me the Holy Spirit. I thank you for you make a promise that if I confess with my mouth with the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I am saved. This is what I do today. And I thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray for you and then you're going to go. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch her. Now, yet it is. Oh, the power of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch him. Let the power of God come upon him and release grace upon his life. In the name of Jesus, Father, touch them. In the name of Jesus, Father, touch him. Touch him. Let the power of God come upon him and release grace in his life. Father, touch her. Let the power of God come upon her and release grace in her. Father, touch him. Let the power of God come upon him and release grace into him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Follow Graham. Where is it? Look at the man standing there. Go with him. Follow him. Go, go outside with Graham. 